0: Oh, in her mind, she probably was just wondering, like, what did I do? Like, what what are you doing this to me for? Like, I love you, like, why are you hurting me? Welcome or welcome back. I'm Cassie and this is a Wicked World. The story I have for you today is one that, even after all the other stories that I've told on this channel, still left me shocked. The person who took this little girl's life, like so many others, is a selfish monster and he just wanted to hurt everybody who loved her. This is the story of Zaviah Flanagan. Zavaya Marie Flanagan was born on September 1st, 2020, in Houston, Texas, to her mother, Kirsten Watson, and her father, Deontre Flanagan. Zavaya was a happy little girl who was always laughing and smiling. She also loved going to church and singing. Zavaya was said to have brought joy to every room she entered, and she was loved by everyone she met. Now, Zavaya's parents, Kirsten and Deontre, had broken up at the beginning of 2023, and Deontre was not taking it very well. So on March 20th, 2023, around 9.30 a.m., Deontre went to pick up Zavaya from her Houston daycare. Now, Zavaya's mother, Kirsten, had just dropped off Zavaya a few hours prior, so this was an unexpected pickup. Deontre and Kirsten were fighting earlier that morning because Deontre was having such a hard time accepting the breakup. And on top of that, Kirsten had recently started speaking to a new man, and this made Deontre insanely jealous. So after Deantre had picked up his daughter, Zavaya, from daycare, he headed to Walmart, the Walmart in which Kirsten worked at, which was about 45 minutes away. Deantre carried Zavaya into Walmart, and as soon as he spotted Kirsten, he confronted her. Deontre grabbed Kirsten's cell phone from her hand and began screaming at her that he needed the passcode. He told Kirsten that she better give it to him, or he was going to hurt their daughter, Zavaya. Scared for her little girl, Kirsten told him the passcode, but he still just kept on screaming. So at this point, Kirsten tried to grab her daughter out of Deontre's arms, but he was holding onto the two-year-old way too tight. Deontre then smacked Kirsten in the face a couple times, and then took his daughter and Kirsten's cell phone and ran out of the store. Once out in the parking lot, Deontre jumped into his red Camaro and he took off but he hadn't buckled Zavea into her car seat or put any type of restraint on her in the car. Instead, the reckless father sat the little girl on his lap. By this time, Kirsten was panicking and she needed to call the police. So she borrowed her mother's cell phone and her mother actually happened to work at the same Walmart that she did. Shortly after the 911 call, police arrived at the Walmart. And when they did, that's when officers learned that there was a child involved. I'm not sure how they didn't know that beforehand. I'm sure Kirsten told the 911 operator that her daughter had been taken. Either way, as soon as police realized this, they began to try to track Kirsten's phone, and they were able to find that it was located somewhere in the Greenspoint area of Houston. Houston police officers were dispatched to track down the clearly out-of-his-mind father. And just a little while later... DeAntre's red Camaro was spotted by the Harris County Sheriff's Office deputies near Greens Road and the North Freeway. However, DeAntre was refusing to pull over, and this would lead to multiple law enforcement agencies chasing him down. During this car chase, DeAndre would end up sideswiping at least one other car, and at points he would weave into oncoming traffic. And all this with his two-year-old daughter sitting unsecured on his lap. DeAndre then decided to FaceTime Kirsten's mother's phone. Now Kirsten was of course with her. And he again began to scream at her for her passcode. She gave it to him multiple times, but for whatever reason, it was not good enough. It seemed like he was looking for a reason for what he was about to do. While on the FaceTime call, DeAndre did something unthinkable. He pointed the camera down to look at his daughter, Zavaya, and she was covered in blood. There was blood coming from her mouth as well, and her eyes were swollen. Prior to the FaceTime call, DeAndre had hit the little girl with a hard object. Then, as if that was not enough, DeAndre, while still on this FaceTime call, began choking his daughter. Kirsten began screaming at DeAndre to stop hurting the little girl. She could see that Zavaya was gasping for air at that point. He showed me that he choked her on FaceTime, as I was on there. And he told, I said, Trey, that's your daughter. That is your daughter. Stop. That is your daughter. She loves you. I care about her. You care about her. Like, that is your daughter. And he told me his exact words was, you only love that man. So you did this to her. And after DeAndre hung up the phone call with Kirsten and her mother, he then FaceTimed Zaveya's grandfather, Curtis Watson. And he told him, that his granddaughter, Zavaya, was gone, and he showed him her lifeless body. The police chase would finally come to an end, nearly 45 minutes and 30 miles after it had started. DeAndre's red Camaro had stopped near St. Dunstan's Episcopal Church after he had attempted to drive through a field at Stubner Airline in Castle Glen, only about seven miles away from where the chase had started. And during this, his car had become disabled. When the police did finally catch up with DeAntre, he refused to exit his car. So the SWAT team, who had been called in, approached the Camaro, and a negotiator was able to speak with Deontre. It was then that they learned that Zavaya was unconscious. Knowing that they needed to get the little girl out of the vehicle as soon as possible, the SWAT team launched a distraction device, as well as an assault team, in an attempt to get Deontre out of the car. Deantre was finally arrested after a 20-minute standoff with the SWAT team, and Zavaya was immediately given CPR by paramedics until the life flight helicopter arrived. But the life-saving efforts would not be enough. There was too much damage done to little Zavaya's body, and she was pronounced dead after being flown to Herman Hospital. Zavaya had suffered blunt force injury to her head and body, At first, the authorities believed that she had been injured because she had been bounced around in the car during the chase. But police soon found out about the FaceTime call that had happened during the car chase. And they realized at that point that Zavaya had been hit with or against a hard object by her father. I know in her mind, she probably was just wondering, like, what did I do? Like, what, what are you doing this to me for? Like... I love you, like, why are you hurting me? After police took Deontre into custody, he was charged with murder. However, if it was found during the autopsy that Zavaya had actually died of strangulation, there was the possibility that this would be upgraded to capital murder, which would make him eligible for the death penalty. When Deontre provided police with his statement after his arrest, he said that his daughter's injuries were due to her flying around in the car and bumping into things during the 45-minute car chase. He denied intentionally hurting her himself. So Deontre Flanagan was held at the Harris County Jail as a maximum security inmate, and he was held on a $1 million bail. However, the following day at a court hearing, the prosecution would ask the judge to raise Deantre's bond to $5 million. But Deontre's defense attorney was instead asking for his bail to be lowered, saying that $1 million was essentially like him having no bail. The judge would decline both of these requests, however, noting that while Deantre was entitled to bail, she considered the $5 million that was being asked for as pretty much having no bail. The judge, however, did raise it up to $2 million. And Deantre's violent criminal history was also considered by the judge when setting his bail amount. Deantre had a few different charges on his record, the first one when he was only 14 years old. He had assaulted his brother, who was only 7 at the time, and autistic. Deantre had also pleaded guilty in 2017 to a misdemeanor evading arrest charge he was given deferred adjunction, which is not all that different from being on probation. Then two years after that, in 2019, he pleaded guilty again, but this time to a misdemeanor assault charge after hitting his girlfriend. Deantre was also charged at the same time with felony criminal mischief for driving his car into his girlfriend's house. He was only, however, ordered to complete another round of deferred adjunction again. And then in December of 2022, Deantre received a felony evading arrest charge that ended up being dismissed because as the prosecutors noted in the court record, no probable cause exists. Apparently a video of the incident had not matched the description given in a police report. So Deantre had done multiple things wrong, multiple violent crimes, and he had never really gotten anything more than a slap on the wrist. And the other thing is, Kirsten had actually called the police on Deantre multiple times in the weeks leading up to Zavaya's murder. Recently, DeAndre had been harassing Kirsten, upset that she was moving on from him. In one incident on March 15th, only days prior to DeAndre killing his daughter, he had barged into the home where Kirsten and Zavaya were living. Zavaya was in the middle of taking a bath. DeAntre walked in, grabbed his daughter out of the bathtub, didn't put any clothes on her or anything, walked out of the house, put her in his car, and took off without saying a word. Kirsten had no idea where he had gone or what his intentions were, so she called the police. However, after police had taken Kirsten's statement about what had happened and they had spoken with the district attorney, it was determined that there was insufficient evidence to support filing a criminal charge against DeAndre. The prosecution, instead, asked the Harris County Sheriff's Department to do more investigating, such as speaking to DeAndre. But since they were unable to locate him, they never did. And after DeAntre had taken his daughter from the bathtub, he would end up returning Zavaya to her mother the following day around 11 a.m. Even after this, though, DeAntre still kept harassing Kirsten. On March 19th, he had sent her text messages in which he threatened to hurt their daughter. But when Kersten had called the police to tell them about it, they had done nothing. She says that they had brushed her off and she did not think the police even believed her. They knew Deantre was the little girl's dad, so they were under the impression that it was merely just a custody dispute. Kersten said that her daughter's death could have been prevented had the police just acted on the threats. She would also speak publicly about the police's involvement or lack thereof, saying... I told them over and over and over that something was going to be wrong. They could have at least tried to find him, even with his past, but no. I said to them, are y'all going to wait until something happens? And Zavaya's grandfather, Curtis Watson, said the family had called the police multiple times and he felt like they had just been ignored. And I wonder about how many other Zavayas is around the world right now, around the United States right now, that's having the same problem. That's in the city, That's in the state. We got to help one another. So, due to these allegations from Zavaya's family, the Harris County Sheriff's Department is now conducting an investigation to determine whether the agencies, policies, and procedures were all followed correctly. This will include a thorough review of the timeline, camera footage, dispatch communication, and radio traffic. Then in August of 2023, DeAndre's murder charge was upgraded to capital murder, and he is still being held awaiting his trial. His next court date is scheduled for February 13th, 2024. Zabaya's mother, Kirsten, would say about her daughter's murder, it just hurts so bad that someone would do something so heartbreaking, especially someone she loved so much. Every time he came, she just wanted to be with him and go wherever he goes. It's just so heartbreaking that he would take her from us. I give her her baths, we lay together, we sleep together, like, and now I won't be able to do any of that anymore. Zavaya's funeral was held on April 1st, 2023 at Northwood Presbyterian Church in Houston, where many people wore pink in honor of the little girl. Well, thank you for listening to all of Zavaya's story today. It's obviously absolutely devastating to lose a child, but the fact that Zavia's mother had to watch her daughter being harmed and killed is horrifying. I don't know how you can ever recover from a trauma like that. But I hope in some way, Zavaya's family is able to heal. This man is pure evil, and I will keep you updated on any new information that I hear in this case. He's scheduled to go to court next month, so maybe at that time a trial date will be released. So if you do like true crime and you want to hear it from me, then don't forget to hit that subscribe button below. And turn on your notifications too, so you'll know when I upload a new video, which is two to three times every week. Thanks for watching A Wicked World today. Until next time, take care guys. Bye. Thank you for being patrons of A Wicked World. Adina, Ali, Amanda, Amy, Angela, Angie, Brandy, Carrie, Catherine, Cecilia, Danielle D, Danielle H, Drew, Eric, Frank, Georgia, Haley, Rama, Hannah, Jackie, Kara, Krista, Lori, Linda, Marion, Mary, Mel, MJ Kelly, Neoma, Power31312, Ray, Shayna, Stephanie, Susan, Suzanne, Tammy B, and Tammy S. You guys rock. Now, there's even more of a wicked world on Patreon. You'll have access to exclusive videos each month and more. Any support truly helps to make sure the victims never get forgotten and to highlight the shortcomings of society associated with each case. So check it out at patreon.com slash a wicked world or use the patreon. Do app. you have a suggestion for a case you'd like to see me cover? If so, send me an email at a wicked world true crime at gmail.com.